December 5th. We're less than three weeks away from the Christmas holiday. You're listening to the Chick Foley Show. Thank you for joining us. I'm Phil Gentile here in beautiful Baltimore, Maryland, Jimmy's Famous Seafood Studios. Sheena, Fel- <laughs> Sheena Phelps is out in uh, beautiful Hawaii. Mm-hmm. How are you, Sheena? I'm good, man. It's, uh, you know, it's been an interesting, dull week, couple weeks of wrestling, but uh, we're, we've made it through, and I'm hoping for things to, to pick up pretty soon. Yeah, it was pretty bad this week. Pretty bad. We're still going to talk about it, but uh, there yeah. was there was very few high points. I think it was the lowest rated Raw of all time, I believe it was. Yeah, pretty Ratings crazy, was? right? Yeah, I, uh, I could see it. It's, it was a... Uh, it was pretty bad, but let's get let's get into it. But uh, before we before we get into Raw and SmackDown, obviously let's go over kind of what we're going to talk about tonight. We've we've been away from you guys for a couple of weeks, so uh, I'm sorry about that. We missed you. We uh, hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving holiday and Black Friday purchases. We'll get into all of that stuff, and uh, we'll get into uh, what we purchased over the last couple of weeks. Some uh, some recommendations off of the network, and uh, get your listener mail. Do some giveaways, all kinds of fun stuff, Sheena. So let's. Uh, Let's uh, give the people the address. You can find us askchickfoley at gmail.com. You can follow Sheena on tw- on Instagram at chickfoley. I am I hate JJ Reddick on all your social media platforms. So uh, let us know and uh, be sure to give us a five star review on iTunes. That stuff really helps, Sheena. Yeah, totally. Um, we love to hear from you guys, and we love when you guys, you know, rate, subscribe, and review, and all of those things. It really helps the show. And um, I actually have a really great review that I wanted to read from Big Dog Thirty Eight. He left us five star skis. He said, "This was my first time listening to the Chick Foley show, but it will not be my last. I love the show, and it was a lot of fun. Thanks, man. And I'll be listening regularly from now on. Don't worry, Chick Foley. Those smarks piss me off too. But what can you do? <laughs> I'll listen to your show, toss back a couple of Steve Weisers, and relax. Big shout out to the Hot Tag Kid. Great." job i like it i like it a lot that's awesome let's get inside the squared circle yeah let's get in there there's not much there's not much to toss around in there but um you know i mean it's not been bad it's like it's not bad per se it's just not exciting i feel like it's just kind of like this weird stretch in december that always happens um like before the rumble where it's just kind of like okay let's just get through this you know so i mean it's been kind of skippable if you will like you could totally just like read some you know highlights of raw and smackdown and be totally caught up and not feel like you missed a whole lot you're, you're putting it very mildly that that was one of the worst <laughs> raws i've ever i've ever seen um just building to a main event of tamina and naya as as a tag team was pretty awful yeah, yeah. I, you know me. I'm the eternal optimist. I try to have. I try to have hope. I try to have hope that you know um, this is going somewhere and they have bigger plans in place. But yeah, it was pretty pretty dull. And then the the promo uh, promo from Naya where she like yells into the mic and I'm like <laughs> she's she's trying to make us believe something that's really like not there, you know? Yeah, it was uh it was pretty embarrassing. And she she kind of talked about how she. The title was rightfully hers. I think she's held the title. She's only held the title once, right? Didn't she lose it on her first uh, defense or second defense? I'm- no, she's twice, I believe. Oh, my gosh, I can't believe. That's, is that sad? That's how sad that um, I feel like her title runs have been. Yeah, and, yeah, and they've I, been and, bad. And, and, you know, when she first got the title, I was really happy for her. Obviously, she was, a, she was a face then and doing, like, the anti-bullying and, like, overcoming Alexa Bliss and all of that. Like, that yeah, was super that was exciting. Um, and But at the same time, um, you know. It's just now at this point I'm kind of just like, uh, and they paired her with Tamina, which 
I'm not a huge fan of Tamina. I don't know what she's what she's doing there. I mean, I get it. They're the big, big like Samoan twins, you know, or whatever you want to whatever you want to call them. But um, it's just not doing it for me. Yeah, she's gonna be like the big show where she just switches face and heel every couple of weeks. Dana Brooks the same way. I don't. I never know if she's gonna be. I think they just <laughs> right. flip. A, they flip a coin before Raw to see if she's gonna be a face or a heel that week. Right. And, uh, yeah. It's um. It's this time of year, you know, that you can really feel like the the lack of competition, and we're gonna talk about that, you know, in, in a little bit. Like, but it's just kind of like WWE knows that like they are, you know, they're the sports entertainment mainstay. So whether they give us, you know, filet mignon or, or freaking skirt steak, we're gonna watch, you true. know. So yeah. it's kind it's kind of like there's nothing. I mean, not that I don't want to say there's nothing else to watch because there is, but if you're watching WWE, like, you know, that's, that's, that's what you have. But, um, I mean, Daniel Bryan's heel turn. I was really into that. I'm, I'm on board with the new Daniel Bryan. I love that people are booing him, but I do love the character. I love the, the eco gimmick that he's pulling on. And I love that he's calling all the, the audience fickle. Um, at first I was like fickle. And then I was like, Oh my gosh, he nailed it with fickle because the audience, like, like we've talked about on this podcast before, like they don't know what they want. They don't know who they want to cheer for. They don't know who they want to be champion. And they change every week, like, you know, whichever way the wind blows. And I thought he just, uh, I thought he nailed it. Yeah, I do like that. He has some great facial expressions, and I mean, he looks like a gargoyle in those interviews. When, where you know, when he was a heat, when he was a, like a face, and everyone loved him, he was like the you know, the neighborhood commissioner, and he was yeah, up, all clean cut, yeah. like with his nice little button up uh, flannel and everything. Um, and now he just looks like he lives under a bridge. Yeah, so he's it's he's pulling that off well. I, I was a little hesitant when they turned him heel. I do want to go back to Raw though. It was it is odd to not have Roman. And there was no Seth Rollins there this week, right? And and no Brock Lesnar. And we had well, we had Dean do that weird um, promo where he, I guess he's got new entrance music now. I don't know if that's going to be a long term thing or if that was just for um, you know for this past week with with like the biohazard like wow they got like the big alarm um, in his in his music now and he came out wearing like the you know the biohazard mask. Um, so that was. That was interesting. You mean Bane Ambrose? Yeah, that was uh, that was kind of cool. That, <laughs> yeah, this, Bane this, Ambrose. This has been the worst heel turn in a long time. They still, I don't know if they're just dragging it out to like kind of explain what it was, and they they're, they're constantly announcers are constantly asking Renee, and she's like, I, I don't know, I don't know what's going on. It's like, yeah, the Renee thing is confusing me. Um, I don't she's know. She's obviously going to be involved somehow, right? Yeah, I mean, I would assume so, but I think it's just so awkward because I don't know if they wanted to involve her, and then like it was just kind of like, well, are we gonna pretend like this? I mean, they did it with Nikki and John for how long? You know, they just kind of like sh- like shrugged their relationship off, like they weren't even you know together or anything like that. Um, but I guess it was just awkward with Renee and um, and Dean, and they just keep asking her about it, and she's, I mean, she's playing into it. Like, I don't know, we live together, or what what happens between a man and woman in their own house is their privacy, and I'm like. What? This is so. Yeah, really, really weird. And I think I don't know if she's going to end up costing Dean the match or Seth the match, but I'm sure he's going to get involved. We'll kind of run down the TLC card. Then we still have a week or, or so until that kicks off. It's a week from Sunday. I'm really not a fan of of Bobby Lashley being in any kind of prominent role. He's just the boringest wrestler of all time. And yeah, I, I don't. I don't, I don't enjoy watching him do anything. Yeah, um, I love Leo. I mean, Leo. I mean, if it weren't for Leo, 
Bobby Lashley wouldn't have a chance. Um, and I, I just don't understand. I mean, I know they're trying to make him out to be like this, you know, this Greek God statue of, you know, masculinity, um, like the David or whatever. And, you know, Leo keeps building him up, but I don't know, like the bending over and like showing his butt to like the audience. I'm like, this is the most weird, awkward thing that anybody has done on TV. Cause it's like, it's, he does it so strange. Like it's like so stiff. You know, he like bends over and like yeah, yeah, and uh, butt, and it's like you know, it's not, yeah. There's just a lot of people that I just, I mean, I don't like seeing Baron Corbin on my TV as much. He looks like a, a manager from Chili's or Applebee's or something. Oh my gosh, you nailed it! I, I didn't even think it like that, but that is so true. He looks like the guy that would come up to your table and be like, "I'm so sorry that your <laughs> your your meal got messed up. Here's a free dessert. Here's some free pot stickers. Yeah, yeah, totally." <laughs> Uh, where where is that going to go? I mean, I, I obviously, and then Braun. So you're you're down your top four, you know, people on, on Raw right now. So it's hard. They're making chick, chicken soup out of chicken shit, or, or whatever yeah. the saying is. Whatever the saying is. Yeah, I mean, the jury's still out whether whether or not Braun's going to be able to compete. But um, it's like what's going to be Finn Balor, Drew McIntyre, um, Elias, and Bobby Lashley, and then. So is there some sort of stipulation on Corbin? So so if we assume if we assume Strowman and Corbin is still on his scheduled, then I guess if he wins, he gets a title against Brock. Like if Braun wins, he gets a title against Brock. Is that what it is at Royal Rumble? I think they've already said that. Yeah, and if Strowman will receive a championship match at Royal Rumble, which I, I thought they had already said that what's going to happen but then if corbin wins he becomes the full-time general why does corbin want to be a full-time doesn't he want to wrestle what i know and it's like he's like i'm gonna be you know the permanent general manager like why wouldn't you just be the general manager it's not like you know if you're like they keep saying like he's the permanent general manager i'm like well wouldn't he just like why do they have to say permanent just just the general manager yeah, no no one in real life uses permanent in front of their job title i'm the permanent <laughs> yeah. real estate agent here exactly exactly but yeah, like I said, it's just been, it's just been really, um, you know, I, I feel like it's just dragging on, um, just to try to get through TLC, which I think TLC is going to be a good, I mean, I think it's going to be a good card. Um, and there's going to be some good matches there. I mean, like you said, like, obviously we have, you know, um, Finn and, uh, Drew McIntyre and all of that. And then we have, uh, Bobby Lashley and Elias, which, you know, I don't like Bobby Lashley, but I love Elias. So I'm always down to watch him wrestle. Um, and then Nia versus, Rhonda and then the triple threat match which I think is going to be epic I was a little confused about the uh Ziggler face turn but I did that was a really good match against Drew McIntyre and I, I was surprised they put Dolphs over on him but I'm assuming they're going to come back and have Drew beat him at a, at a you know pay-per-view or something maybe Royal Rumble right yeah Dolph is just one of those guys and you know we're going to talk about this in, in just a minute or I'm going to talk about it but like he's just kind of one of those guys that gets lost in the shuffle a lot, you know, yep, like there's yep. just like, he's, he's an amazing talent, but it's just like, there's so many other guys that are, that he's kind of like that. He's really not going to get the shine that he deserves, you know? Yeah. He had a, he had a, a brief cup of coffee there where he won the, uh, the money, in the, no, the, uh, not the money in the bank. What am I thinking of the, um, yeah, it was money in the bank, right? Yeah. He cashed the intercontinental- in. No, this Dolph? was this was years ago when he when he won the Money in Bank and oh, cashed oh, yeah. in on Raw, and that, that was kind of his his 
high point. But I mean, there's just been so many guys that have come in since then. He was, you know, he was the flavor of the month at that point, and now he's he's still probably one of the best wrestlers on the on the card, man. But oh, yeah, he sure. he definitely gets lost in the shuffle. So hopefully, hopefully, as a face, there's some there's some bigger things headed. But maybe they they had to do the turn because you know you're down you're down Roman, you're down Braun. Who knows for how long? So you need some more faces there. Yeah, hopefully things really shape up before um, before the Rumble. But um, yeah, maybe TLC will clear a lot of this a lot of this up but we still have we still have a few weeks before that so i mean it could it could pick up um you know but i think during like until christmas it's gonna be like mm. yeah like you said that becky flair and oscar match is gonna be good i have a feeling oscar's gonna win that i feel like they're gonna take the title off of becky which would make sense because in that stone cold role it feels like she should be chasing you know forever chasing a title instead of just holding it I don't know, man. I don't think Oscar's going to win. I think Charlotte is going to dethrone Becky, which is going to set Becky up to win the Rumble, um, Ooh, okay. and face and face Ronda at WrestleMania because we already know based on what um, what Ronda said. I mean, she said like after her feud with Nia, she's coming for Charlotte. You know, so really like it's just a grudge match at this point. Like there's nothing to win. Like it's cross brand. So. You know, it could just be a champions versus champion match, like grudge match between Charlotte and Ronda. And then it could set, like I said, Becky up to to win the Rumble because she doesn't have a title. Because if she had if she carries the title, she's not going to participate in the Rumble, obviously, you know. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think that's where we're going with this. I mean, it could go a bunch of different ways, but I don't see Oscar like there's really no reason for like Oscar to have the title right now i mean as much as i would love her to i love oscar i think she's very i think she's deserving but right now with everything that everything that they've done to build you know charlotte and ronda and becky like i don't think they're gonna i think they're going full steam ahead with those three yeah yeah i can see that i I, and i guess it's gonna be if you put becky against ronda at wrestlemania the smackdown women's title i guess has to be charlotte versus oscar who else who else are you gonna throw in there i mean even though they just wrestled last year i guess you could do kind of the sequel yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I. Naomi, I don't maybe. Carmella, Naomi. I don't know. That would have to be a lot of build up between yeah. now and, and Mania for one of those girls to to come up. Like I think Oscar's really the only, the only contender that's worthy of of a Mania match on SmackDown. Yeah, I feel one. The one thing I I used to love the Intercontinental Championship when I was a kid because it was kind of when, when Bret Hart was rising to prominence, and then Shawn Michaels, and and I just feel like now I think Seth just needs to be in the in the world title picture and and elevate some of these younger guys into, you know, let let Finn and some of these other guys have a have a round with the Intercontinental Championship. Just get some fresh blood there. I just feel like, I mean, who who has been the last. I would feel like Rollins, Ambrose, and and Ziggler have been the last like fifteen Intercontinental Champions. Can you name anyone I, else? Maybe Miz. Miz. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I think I think that's Dean's whole role. I think really we're kind of being misled thinking that Dean is Dean and Seth are going to have this huge, long, drawn out feud. I really think Dean's whole sole purpose is to take the title off of Rollins so that he can be in the Universal Title picture come oh, Mania time. Nice. Yeah. That'd be cool. So, I'm, ex- I'm excited about I'm that match. I'm excited mm-hmm. about the New Day, the Bar, and the Usos. Even though we've seen some iteration of that match a thousand times, they always put on a damn good match. So, um, once we have the finalized card for TLC next week, we'll we'll kind of run that down with you guys. Um, 
but yeah, it was it was just kind of this this time from now to the Royal Rumble before they do the road to WrestleMania. It's it's definitely kind of a just a, a stop and start holding pattern type of thing. You you did have down here. I want to talk about the All Elite Wrestling. Whether that's going to be something we talked about Cody Rhodes last time on the show that he was kind of him and the Elite were starting a a wrestling promotion. They've trademarked a couple terms here and there. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, you know, that kind of goes back to what I was talking about. Like, you know, can can All Elite Wrestling be a contender with WWE? And, you know, it like, you know, at this time of year when we're feeling that lack of competition where WWE is just kind of like dragging along because there's nothing else to compete. It's not like, you know, the WCW is, you know, they're not fighting for ratings and stuff like that, like the good old days. But um, I, I'm excited, but I'm skeptical. You know, I think, um, you know, for you guys who don't know, uh, the Elite and the Jaguars owner are, you know, apparently starting their own, you know, wrestling promotion. And they've done a lot of trademarks, you know, AEW, AEW Double or Nothing, AEW All Out, All Out Tuesday Night Dynamite. And the one that's really kind of like, um, you know, that brings attention to this whole situation is the like they trademark Tuesday Night Dynamite, which is, you know, which leads you to believe that they're planning on having some sort of um, weekly television show of some kind, you know, and with SmackDown changing in 2019 from Tuesday, like it opens, it leaves Tuesday wide open, you know? Um, so I don't know. Can they compete with WWE? I don't think so. I mean, WWE last year, they averaged like 3 million viewers a week, uh, for raw, you know, and the all in pre-show on WGN, it only drew like 196, thousand viewers you know and that was like their that was like the biggest show um you know that they had put on and you know it was 196 versus you know three million viewers i mean i think it could be cool i think it's just it's just so different like when you're trying to put on a weekly show and you know create storylines that are ongoing and things like that um versus just doing one big event you know like they did all in and it was amazing and we all loved it but trying to recreate that week in and week out it's a, it's a totally different story yeah i think it will be good it's not gonna be competition clearly but it will be nice to have some other option of something else to watch and it also is going to make wwe look over their shoulder a little bit obviously they just changed the the nxt uh takeover wrestlemania show to friday instead of saturday so they don't compete with that new japan show so they obviously are aware of the competition at some point uh, I, you know, yeah, Cody Rhodes was in the, the skybox with the owner at the Jaguars game on Sunday. So there's obviously more than just, you know, some rumors here going on. I think something is going to happen, which, you know, if, if Jericho's involved, if Jim Ross is involved, I think it's nothing but good. I mean, it's going to give wrestlers a different place to go. And some of these guys that are buried will probably get out of their contracts, but some of them also just want to, you know, want to the steady paycheck of the WWE and know that that's the, the place that they, you know, in 20 years is still going to be around. Whereas, you know, who knows about this other promotion, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the demand is there for like combat sports. I mean, you see it with UFC and WWE. And I mean, there's like, there's so there's like countless amounts of content for this and people are paying big bucks for it. Um, but it's just a matter of, you know, I mean, at this point, WWE has such a monopoly on, you know, like, sports entertainment that it's going to be hard for anyone else to break in it's 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 just like other like social media platforms trying to break in on like facebook or instagram like nobody's going to create another facebook you know right now it's like it's so it's 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 such a you know overwhelming task at this point that i feel like you know i think it could be super cool and i think it would be something that a lot of people would really enjoy but um 
at the end of the day, I mean, WWE is, is always going to reign supreme in my opinion. Which wrestlers would you take from the WWE roster? Let's, let's exclude the, you know, the top main eventers, obviously the big names that everyone knows that are household names. Uh, Pick, pick three and I'll pick three. I'll let you I'll let you get the first pick. Let's do like a little kind of draft here. Well, I mean, realistically, just like we talked about, I think Dolph, because I think Dolph has main event potential, but he just gets crowded out by those guys who are too similar to him, you know, like the Rollinses of the of the WWE. And I feel like Dolph's never going to get that main event push because he's always just going to, you know, play second fiddle to Seth Rollins, you know? Oh, for sure. That's a good call. Yeah, so I mean, he's I, still in his prime. I think he'd be a great candidate. Yeah, for sure. I think he could go down there and just be amazing, you know? For sure. I had Rusev as my number one guy. I feel like he had a... Oh, interesting. Yeah, interesting. he had a moment, of, you know, was it two, three months ago, where he was the, one of the hottest faces on SmackDown. He was, you know, sell, oh, yeah. selling and, shirts. And, you know, he definitely has a marketable, and he still haven't really scratched the surface of his, his uh, personality as far as on screen. I think he could be a, a really cool character. Yeah, I mean, and he had his big, you know, shining moment at WrestleMania 31, like riding the tank down. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, you know, he's had a couple of really big runs. I think, I think Rusev, I mean, I think it's just the same. They don't have a place for him, you know? Yep. yep. Um, so that's a good call. Another one I think could be really good um, would be Gable. You know, I think he's one of the underused guys and he's one of the best like technical ring workers that they have in WWE. I think he could really he could really shine if given if given the chance. Stole one of mine off my list. That's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> no, he's he's awesome. And I think they should really do more with him. It's it's tough. You know, even though you have five hours of programming, I don't think the rosters have ever been this deep. And there's so many guys that are ready to come up from NXT. It's going to be tough. Uh, my next one was Luke Harper, man. He's always been one of my favorites. I feel like he could be. A big shit kicking heel main eventer. Uh, he can wrestle with anybody, whether it's you know a, a luchador, a, another you know three hundred pounder. He's he's really fun to watch. I'm gonna go Luke Harper. True, but Luke Harper is one of those guys who needs a mouthpiece. Yeah, like he yeah. he's not he's not gonna cut a killer promo, you know. So um, I think I think if you have Luke Harper do that, I I think he's gonna need somebody to help him out. Um, Shinsuke is also who I, I mean, I know that's kind of like, you know, whoa, Shinsuke, but um, I think he could just go on like some like killer heel run, just like, you know, chasing the bucks and all that. And just, you know, just being like the, the mega heel and all elite wrestling. That's a good call. Yeah. Um, my last one, who did I have here? If you, is, you, is that your third one or your second one? Yeah, that's my third one. Yeah, I said I said Gable, I said Dolph Gable and Shinsuke were the three that I would, um, that I think would could really do good things in all elite. Oh, I did have another one. Yeah, I'm gonna go Cesaro. He's another guy similar to to Harper, yes. where he, he doesn't have the the mic skills, but for pure wrestling, I'm sure they can pair him with somebody and be kind of a, you know, like they've done with Sheamus, and he's been good in that role. So, and Cesaro is just a guy that that I would really wish would be a. I see U.S. kind of contender year in, year out, and he just never has been that, so. Yeah, I love Cesaro, and, you know, like we, I think we talked about before, is just, I mean, right now, he just he just doesn't have a place to not be in a tag team. I mean, he's an amazing tag team competitor. I mean, when he was with Tyson Kidd, and, you know, he's been an amazing um, competitor with Sheamus. Um, so he's great in that role, but I do think he had, I think he has that, singles potential but again it's just there's just too many too many people and too much talent on the roster to really give him the time to shine so yeah that's a good call on cesaro and it would never happen but if i'm starting a wrestling 
organization, I'm taking the Usos. I think both of those guys have, main, you know, five years down the road, can, can be main eventers. I really do. I think they both they both are great on the mic. They both can be face or heel. They both can wrestle with anybody. They you know they've been around forever. They have the lineage. Uh, I think they're both really fun to watch still, even after all these years. So. Yeah, I've been down with the Usos since day one ish. Like I love, I love me the Usos. They're just and they just get better and better and better, you know. And I loved them when they were like the the multicolor, bright black light, you know, um, just all of that. And now I, I love their their street their penitentiary gimmick. I just think it's awesome. Very nice, cool. Yeah, uh, we will keep you guys updated if anything happens with this all elite wrestling. I guess we should also. It's not inside the squared circle. But uh, they just announced the cities for the XFL, which uh, I completely forgot, mm. con- forgot about. But uh, it's going to be Atlanta, Austin, Chicago, Cleveland, Detroit, Kansas City, Minnesota, and D.C. So uh, nice, yeah, uh, pretty interesting. Uh, I, you know, maybe the, the D.C. one's close to me. It's about an hour away. I might check out some games, and especially if Vince McMahon is going to be in the house or something. So <laughs> right. Yeah. Awesome. It's, it's still it's still crazy that that's gonna actually be a thing. There's out there's another rest there's another football organization like starting this year, so we're gonna have three football organizations, I guess. So wow, there's if there's competition in the NFL, I'm sure the WWE can handle some competition. So uh, let's get into our weekly purchases. Hold up. All right, we do it every single week. As you know, Sheena and I are huge wrestling figure collectors. This is the season for it. Except if you live in my neighborhood and all the Walmarts look like they've been, look like uh, Normandy on D-Day, just totally wiped out. Yeah, uh, for sure. <laughs> Tis the season. What uh, What did you buy this week, Sheena? Oh, man. Well, thanks to um, one of our amazing local followers and friends and fig collectors, uh, Shampoo Model, at Shampoo Model on Instagram. He hooked us up with um, a stash and grab at at our local Target because, you know, the Targets here on the island, they are pretty much, you know, if you've been following Chick Foley for any amount of time, you know that the Targets are pretty bad. But um, he stashed us Hall of Champions 3, Road Dog, and Paul Bearer. So we were able to get those complete Hall of Champions 3, which was really great. And if you don't know what a stash and grab is, you need to hook up with some local fig- figure collectors or friends in your local area. And, you know, if they're out and about shopping, especially right now, everybody's out and about shopping for the Christmas season, is, you know, take the figs, like the, give them a list of the figs that you want. If they see them on the pegs, they take them from the pegs and then they hide them in an unsuspecting spot in the toy section. So behind like, you know, a bunch of Nerf guns or like those generic dolls, you know, like in the girls section where all, like all the generic little dolls are like, put them back there nice. um, and then have them take a picture for you and text you the picture of where they are and you go pick them up. Cause obviously if they get left on the pegs, um, you know, they're going to get snagged. Actually, it's a funny story because shampoo model went back and he, uh, he's already stashed the figs for us. And he said, as he went back around the corner, he saw somebody with Mr. Ass in their hand. He's like, Oh man, where's the road dog? And he oh, already, nice. Yeah. He had already stashed him for us. So I was like, man, that was so freaking clutch. You know, that's the best um, thing so we, about uh, social media is meeting people and becoming friends over stuff like that. It's so cool. 
Yeah, so it was really cool to get to complete that because we've been tracking them down for a long time, and I was I was afraid we were just gonna have to go go online to get those, but we got those. And then I don't know if you guys saw on the Chick Foley, we had a a custom uh, giant Gonzalez made, which um, you know we're never gonna get a, a giant Gonzalez because uh, Bill tried to reach out to the to his family, but really couldn't track anyone down to secure like the rights for his likeness. So oh, um, yeah, yeah, I know, right? Pretty such a bummer. Um, so. I'm like, shoot, I'll take the money. I'll, I'll pretend to be giant Gonzalez's like, you know, long lost niece or something, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty incredible. Like it's like hand sculpted fur and it's just, if you haven't checked it out, go to at chick Foley on Instagram and scroll back um, just a little bit and you'll see, you'll see it. It's, it's one of the best I've seen. There's been lots of customs made, but yeah, it's definitely the best custom that I've seen. Very nice. Yeah. I, uh, I, I picked up that Paul Bear a couple weeks ago, and uh, I like it a lot. I know my my son's not going to know who the hell. That's the only thing with with collecting figures and and you know pseudo doing it for my son, letting him play with them all, taking them out of the package. He he doesn't know who any of the the flashback or hollow champions folks are really so i have to stick to the the current wrestler right but, and a man like paul bearer doesn't even look like he is associated with wrestling yeah and, it doesn't you know, look like that would even be fun to play with like i, I bought yeah. him like one of the uh the rick flair in the suits because he has uh because he has charlotte and he had, he had no idea what to do with it he didn't know who what is this i don't is this is a wrestler well, yeah Exactly. Well, I mean, there's no there's no managers or valets or any of those things anymore. So it's like, you know, yeah. like, why is this guy wearing a suit? Uh, one of our, our lovely Instagram followers uh, let let me know that the uh, Retro Fest Shawn Michaels was on sale for $9 or so and change uh, at GameStop. So I picked that up. So I have that's that a, now. That's a killer grab. I think yeah. the Macho Man is too. I think that they were like twenty when they first came out. They were they were twenty four or twenty nine ninety nine. I forget what it was. So now for them to be less than ten bucks is pretty, pretty nice. So the Macho Man, I'm I'm really waiting for that uh, that Honky Tonk Man to uh, go down to nine bucks. Man, that's a that's a great figure. It's a great figure. Uh, that yeah. was it for now. I I did pick up for my son for Christmas. He want uh, well, he doesn't want anything. He he's gonna get this. It's the Ringside Mayhem playset. So I had it a while ago and I sold it on eBay because I bought it super cheap at Toys R Us. But I saw it again at Big Lots and it just has like a you know one of those breakaway tables, a stretcher, a ladder, awesome. a, a chair, a breakaway announcer's table, a Money in the Bank briefcase. So he likes. I mean, any any kind of toys he has, he just likes all the little like accessories that come with it. So. Oh yeah, anything sure, that you it. need to to create an instant classic match. Exactly, <laughs> all in so, one, all in one pack. Uh, but we were asked by uh, our good friend Michael Moore from the PW Torch to put together our top ten list of the best figures of 2018. So I actually put it out on Twitter to a bunch of people, and we got a, a ton of responses back. If you don't follow us, it's just Chick Foley Show on Twitter. I I mostly run the. Uh, the Twitter account, so don't send any dirty DMs to uh, expecting Sheena Phelps to answer them. I'm going to answer them, but uh, or yeah, or do it, and we'll just put you on blast. Exactly. On, I'm actually you know, surprised on- we haven't gotten any yet. Yeah, Chick Fil A followers are usually pretty good. Thank thankfully, yeah. you know, we don't get much, um, you know, much x-rated uh dms people don't be sliding in my dms people slide in my dms with like dumb questions all the time but not with their yeah. not with their wangs which that's I good appreciate. Yeah, yeah 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 um so yeah michael moore you can follow him at m moore writer he's a writer i get like i said for pw torch pro wrestling torch which uh, uh wade keller founded back in the day great great uh publication i used to read it all the time uh, but we're going to put together our top 10 list of the top figures of 2018. I actually posted a graphic on the uh, the Twitter account with, uh, you know, you have to kind of zoom in because there's a lot of them that came out this year. But uh, 
I made my top 10. Sheena made her top 10. So we're going to go back and forth. I'm sure some of them might overlap. So if we do, we'll kind of go into the uh, the backup honorable mentions. But uh, And th- these are going to be in no specific order, right, Sheena? Yeah, no specific order because that's, I mean, that's like, you know, making you choose your favorite kid. Like, how are you going to do go. this? That's right. Okay, well, I'll let you uh, you kick it off. So um, one of my top figures of the year was Elite 57, Seth Rollins. I just love that figure. Um, it's even more special because we were at WrestleMania 33. I was pregnant with the baby face, so it was technically his first WrestleMania. Um, and Seth Rollins came out in his Kingslayer gimmick with the torch and the Jamie Lannister look, which I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan. So obviously I popped and I like marked out for that. So um, when they created that figure, I was like, oh my gosh, like, must have and they they nailed it which what was it elite what um elite 57 seth rollins okay I'm just making yeah a he's list. wearing like you know gold pants oh, yeah, gold cool. pads, and like yep. yeah he's got like the the um armor on his chest and he comes with the torch when he lit the the ramp on fire and it's just incredible very nice yeah that is a, a pretty badass figure for sure uh i am going to go with the a new figure uh the ultimate warrior hall of champions figure Walmart, uh, no, Target exclusive. It's a great, yeah. I mean, it's probably the best Ultimate Warrior. I don't, I mean, obviously there's been a ton of Ultimate Warriors, but it's a throwback. I think it's SummerSlam 91 outfit. It's just perfect. I mean, if, if you're going to have any figure to be kind of mint on card, or if you're going to, you know, display them or something, this is a, a perfect Ultimate Warrior, man. I mean, they, they got this thing so well done. It's, uh, yeah, it's they, nice. they nailed it. They nailed that figure. That was actually on my was on my list was Hall of Champions Three Warrior. So yeah, good nice. good pick. All right, cool. All right. Um, next I have this is a this is a twofer, but I feel like you can't you can't have one without the other. So Elite sixty two AOP, um, Akam oh, and Rizar. I mean. These figures are incredible. Um, I mean, they just have like all of the details because we had the NXT basics. Um, of a uh, AOP and like they just like when you see the elites next to the basics like they don't even hold a candle like it's pretty incredible how much of a step up like once these guys hit the main roster they were like all right let's do the damn thing um they have the full on like vest and mask and they have like um all new sculpts like they could have just easily just like you know recreated like the the shield like tactical vests or whatever but they didn't yeah. like they're all new like um vest sculpts and then they have like the sculpted knee pads um, it, they are just beautiful, beautiful figures. Now, if we could just get like a Drake Maverick to go along with them, like that's that would be awesome. With the with like the pee pant, the peeing your pants like feature. That'd be yeah, nice. you could yeah. exactly you could hit a little button on the back and he pees his pants, or like interchangeable pants, like some that have like you know pee and then. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, wrestling is so weird. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, Triple H. There's been so many freaking Triple H figures, but this Elite Triple H sixty is so well done and the face scan is probably the most realistic face scan I've ever seen on a wrestling figure and he's got the sledgehammer he's got the leather vest he's still got the yeah. he's got the beard the shaven head look you know Yeah very... that's from WrestleMania 33 too um yeah. so yeah it's him and him and Seth Rollins so that's the perfect duo Awesome yeah, it's, uh, yeah. that's my uh, that's my pick for number 4 Yeah he's modern modern Triple H I, I do like that fig a lot um my next figure is Elite Mean Gene. I feel like it was just one that we just absolutely needed, like a fully articulated Mean Gene. Um, it was from Flashback Series 1. I love the head sculpt. Like, it just looks 
like they just nailed the head sculpt. Looks like Gene. Um, only qualm I have is I wish it would have had like an open hand instead of a closed fist in the opposite hand. Um, so like so it could be like welcome guests, you know, instead of having this okay. closed fist. I, I would have really liked to have like an open an open palm. But yeah, the elite mean Gene is is money. Does it come with the red a red jacket too? Is that the or what is that? The, I'm looking at the picture of it. It has like a has him, but it has like a yeah. a, a red jacket with hands. Yeah, and he's got he's got the it comes with like the um, camera light and all the accessories oh, cool. and all of that. Yeah, so it's it's pretty money. It, yeah, he was actually at Jimmy's famous seafood over the weekend for some reason. He was at, he was just hanging out watching the Ravens game. So uh, Mean Gene was at Jimmy's famous seafood. Oh yeah, I mean there's wrestlers in there like every single week, man. I don't know. Oh what, that's yeah, that's awesome. He was just hanging out and having a crab cake. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I didn't have that on my list, but that is a pretty cool figure, and that's not one that they're gonna probably make. You know, they're not making a ton of mean jeans. You know, so. No, I mean we had the we had the build a figure, but then, um, like I said, we just needed we needed the elite to come with it, and like yep. I said, the blue jacket, the khakis, and then like the the swappable jacket, like all of it is awesome. Man, I used to love Mean Gene back in the day. Man, he was so you know he was like he really legitimized wrestling. I I feel like as a kid, like you know, as 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 weird as it was you know you guys have guys that are you have an undertaker like coming back from the dead but you have mean gene interviewing people and made it kind of like feel like a real sport oh when you go if you go back like i mean those interviews are just incredible and i mean if you think about those interviews without mean gene like oh, it, yeah. it, like wrestling would not be the same it he's just like yelling not. at the heel like how could you do that you know yes i just love him when he turns into like little crabby mean gene where he's like he's just speaking his mind like i just oh my god i love it so much yeah so i i, I definitely picked gene good pick i like that a lot uh mm-hmm. i have kurt angle elite 59 and yeah. uh Olympian Kurt. Yeah, Olympian Kurt, bald head Kurt has the gold medals, has like kind of like the uh the Team USA jacket. Be perfect we can get the uh Sheldon Benjamin Charlie Haas to go with this, but uh nonetheless it looks pretty pretty damn cool. And, yeah, I uh, like the cloth. I like the cloth like um hoodie. I think that's I yep. think that makes the figure. It's really it's really great. I'm going to do a right in uh worst the worst figure of the year vote for the uh the gray suit and like red turtleneck Kurt Angle GM GM one uh, and GM and the uh, the ringside exclusive where he has the, the derpy face where he's dressed up like the shield the Make a Wish the Make a Wish shield one yeah yeah that one's pretty bad uh, but you gotta love Kurt Angle like oh, Kurt God. Angle does Kurt Angle does some derpy things but like it's forgivable for some reason. Like yep. I just, he just makes me laugh when he does it. I don't, I don't know. Was that entrance grades? Was that this year or last year? I didn't put that on my list, but that's a pretty cool figure too. Which entrance grades? Uh, the Kurt Angle one. Sorry. Oh, um, I don't know what it was, year that was. I think it's borderline because it might've been around WrestleMania time, but could be wrong. We'll have to look it up. We need yeah. to get a stat guy. We do. We need an intern. If anyone listening a, wants to be our intern, it can just. We need correct. a stat. Let's get a stat girl. Let's change up oh, the. Let's change okay. up the flow. Let's get a stat. A stat lady. Okay. Stat girl. <laughs> then it'd be like misogynistic. I can't be telling her what to do and stuff. <laughs> no, you can't. She'll be able to take it. She'll be tough. Like okay. Me. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I'll yeah, be. Totally. Then I'll be over. Then I'll be two to one girls versus guys on here. I'll be. Oh, wait. It's the women's. It's the women's revolution on the Chick Foley show, man. True. True. You guys would have yeah. to cr- you have to cry each show, and I'll give you guys flowers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no flowers, no tears. Those oh are the my rules. God. All right. Uh, what are we at here? One, two, um, one, two three, yeah, so, four, five. Six. All right, it's your turn. Um, I got elite. Yeah, I got entrance greats Goldberg. I think it's just like the definitive 
Goldberg, I think I, I just love it so much. I talked about on a previous episode how I wish um, that they would have changed the packaging up and put all of his pyro behind him because all of them, uh, you know, mint on card collectors. I think it would have just been a really, really cool look for them because the back of the box is just so incredible with all the pyro. Um, if they had switched that around and put that inside the bubble, it would have been dope. Yeah, I do like it. It's kind of like the th- I got the uh, the elite ring and it has like the gray bearded Goldberg, but it is cool to see yeah. kind of like the WCW version. Yeah, for uh, sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it back. I'm gonna throw it back, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go for the the folks out there balling on a budget. I'm gonna do our first basic figure, and I'm gonna do the Million Dollar Man basic flashback Walmart exclusive uh, with the green suit. I think I think I really just like it because of the green suit. I just love that yeah. that green suit. It's so you didn't he didn't wear it that much. I feel like, but um, it's just a cool like basic figure. And it has like kind of like the uh, the plastic suit, the arms are painted on, but the suit, like the suit jacket on his chest is like an actual, you know, plastic. So it's, it's cool. For yeah. A basic. I love, I love that. I wish they would come out with that in elite. Cause the elite that we have is the, uh, obviously the, you know, ring gear with the million dollar belt, um, and the briefcase and all of that and the basketball. Does he just have, does he have the suit or does he have just like the man panties on? Oh, just his man panties, just his yeah. trunks. See, so you yeah. gotta, you gotta, you gotta get the full effect, man. You, can, you can't, you know, it's not the same. Yeah. For sure. But yeah, I love, I, I do for a basic, we know we don't really collect basics, but for a basic like that, that is an awesome figure. Cool. All right. We have uh, eight down, two to go. I still have some good, good names on this list. We're going to miss, we're going to let some, yeah. some people off. Yeah. Did you, you already said, did you say Retro Fest Honky Tonk? Because that's the next one. I on did not. My, I did not. Okay. Yeah. We talked about him already, but yeah, he wasn't on the list yet. So yeah, Retro Fest Honky Tonk Man um, is is awesome i think that's just such a great figure i love the packaging i love that retro fest packaging i just think it's everything about it is so great cool uh for number 10 the five this is a lot of pressure here i have a, mm-hmm. a couple a couple names on my list here i'm gonna go with the razor ramon elite flashback with the vignette outfit the the, the hairy chest hanging out the gold the pur- chains the purple pants yep yeah, that is like that's like '90s, like Shawn Michaels era um, Razor Ramon. I decided for some odd reason I'm going to do. I, I got like a on my Christmas list to my parents, which is sad. I still 35 years old, still do that. But, oh, my uh, parents still get us gifts. No yeah, worries. Good, good. Uh, so I got one of the Detolf Zigglers uh, that they're always talking about on the uh, Major Wrestling Figure Podcast, so I can display some some old Hasbro's. But I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna make one shelf. Just all new generation wrestlers. I'm going to get the the USA Lex Luger, some Isaac Yankum, and I'm going to throw this one, this uh, this flashback Razor Ramon in there too. So, yeah, those things are awesome. We're going to have to reconfigure the Mark Cave when we move because, um, I, you know, if you've seen the Mark Cave, it's literally I just got those nine cubers from like Target, the ones that you build. They're like the press board, oh, yeah. um, cool. you know, that the, that the little boxes. Yeah, so they're perfect for for like displaying our figures, and we use little risers and stuff. But those things will not make it across the Pacific with a you know with them moving and everything. They'll get cracked and just ruined. So we're going to get rid of those, and then we're going to have to reconfigure based on, you know, what the new Mark Cave is going to look like. So I'm interested to get some new a new setup. So yeah, we're definitely going to look into those. I don't, the I don't, Detoff Zigglers. <laughs> I don't think I've followed you long enough. But, I mean, I feel like I have followed you for a while, but I've never seen the Mark Cave. I think you need. I think you owe everyone like a Instagram oh, live video or yeah. something. Yeah, I've never seen it for sure. 
we'll do we'll do an IG live. I can definitely do an IG live. Um, I'll and I'll post before we do it so everybody can can tune in and I'll save it to IGTV so you guys can can look because it's pretty epic in there. I definitely want to document it before we before we take it all down because it's, that's going to be a sad day when the Mark Cave comes down. Yes, for sure. Uh, some more figure news. It looks like someone is reporting that the uh, Fan Central uh, figures are, are finally showing up in Walmarts around the around the country. It looks like Ohio they've been showing up, so you can get that Carmella figure. I gotta I gotta see if I know anybody in Ohio that can run to Walmart real quick for me. But uh, that's pretty exciting. Yeah, the Carmella, Akira Tozawa, Mojo, um, and uh, the Ring of Honor Daniel Bryan elites. Oh, really? Yep. The Ring of Honor one? Let's see. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's part of that line, too. That's yeah, that's a good call. American yep. Dragon or whatever, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. and then um, the Survivor Series Elites only found in Canada. They're a Walmart exclusive. They should be in the U.S. this month. So, um, you know, be on the lookout for those. <clears throat> Did you hear the backstory for that where they were trying to – they asked the wrestlers kind of, to pick their gear for Survivor Series back in like January or February because they wanted to have it come out like right when Survivor Series was actually happening so they could get, you know, it wasn't like a six-month delay, you know, so they picked the, you know, obviously Alexa Bliss isn't wrestling, so they screwed, and they met, that one got messed up. Oh, a- AJ man. got bumped off the card. That That's the outfit he would have worn, but he yeah. didn't wrestle. So, and Rude wrestled, I think, on the pre-show, so his gear is, is correct, but, you know, they, you know, it's tough. I mean, it was a cool idea, though. I mean, that, that that makes more sense. I always wonder why they wait till you know you get the WrestleMania figures. You know, that my Walmart still has WrestleMania figures from like two years ago, from like you know what they what they were wearing. It, it would be cool to like have it pretty current. Yeah, true. But then you also want to make sure, like, you want to watch the match, and if it's going to be one of those like epic moments or defining yeah. moments or something like that, you know, like you want to hold off like those those figures for those like special special lines and stuff like that. And then you know, obviously, like, see, you don't want to like put out a, a figure for a, a match that ends up being a stinker, you know. Besides, this is a little off topic, but I have never asked you this. Besides the Tito Santana uh, situation that you dealt with uh, recently, where. That's, they were hanging on the pegs. What's the, what's the one or two figures that you see every time you go to the Walmart or Target? You know they're going to be there. They're never going to sell. Well, right now it's um, entrance greats. Bobby Roode is clogging up Target, and then there is the um, Hall of Champions DIY figs. Oh, really? Those two? Yeah, yeah. There's like there's tons of uh, Champas and Garganos just chilling, just chilling. I have a lot of uh, big cast elites, which no one's no one's buying. And uh, there's one of my targets near where I work or near one of my stores has a uh, Lord Steven Regal elite. I don't know how old this thing is. I keep check. I always scan it when I go in, and it's still full price. And that that how that has to be four years old, right? At least. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty old. Um, that's yeah. I've seen that one recently somewhere, and I cannot remember where I've seen that. Like I'm about if it goes like ten bucks, I'm just gonna buy it to put it. I feel so bad, you know. It's not it's not like the worst figure, but what kid is gonna go buy like this, you know, this this uh, primped up Englishman uh, wrestling figure when they can get John Cena? You know, no kid's gonna do that. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's the problem with some of those like legends figures and stuff like that. Tito Santana figure is amazing. They just overproduced it. You know, like I love that figure and no shade to the actual figure. Like we needed it for our collection, but it was just overproduced. Like, I don't know what they thought. Like everybody was just waiting, clamoring to get this Tito Santana figure. 
Oh, that's another story. That was on the. Uh, I've been listening to. I listen to a lot of podcasts while I'm driving around for work. So he, Bill McKenna, is the uh, the head developer or whatever you want to call it from Mattel, head designer. And mm-hmm. I guess he was on. He was on the Sam Roberts podcast and said, "Oh yeah, wasn't it like the the dude love situations? What or wasn't that what it was? Something no, calls th- that that or I think it was uh, when Hogan." Had had uh, when he got you know, <gasps> yes, fired or something, they they yes. had to they had to pull all those out, and they I, I guess I heard that too. Yeah, they just reordered yeah. a bunch of Tito Santana. So yeah, shit happens. <laughs> it sure does. What about? Yeah, well, what, did you see uh, the Young Bucks posted a teaser pic of uh, their LJN figs? So that's pretty exciting. That you know those are um, those are coming back. I hope they do well because. <laughs> it, it would really open the door to, you know, having more of those figs made in that style, you know? Are they going to be in that same big rubber style? Yeah, LJN style, dog. Yeah. Where have they? <laughs> where's LJN been for the last... Do they still make stuff? Mm, I don't know. Because, I mean, Jack Pacific still makes some toys here and there, but I, yeah. when have you ever oh, heard of them? Makes, Jax makes a lot of stuff. Like, yeah. Jax makes a lot of stuff that you wouldn't expect jacks to make like i'll turn over some of brett's toys sometimes i'm like oh this is jacks you know like yeah. you just like they make a lot of stuff that you like is not wrestling associated but um but yeah so like i was thinking like it would be cool like you know most wanted would be like demolition smash because you know we already got axe but like they never made a smash so like how cool would it be if we could finally get a uh, ljn ljn smash oh for sure that'd be awesome all right, uh, so we did our top five, five, top ten figures of the year. That'll be on uh, PW Torch. We'll uh, we'll tweet out and post a link to Instagram when that uh, when that happens. I think the you know the guys from Fully Posable are doing a list too. I think they they do one every year. So I really appreciate uh, Mr. Moore choosing us. He's a fan of the podcast, and uh, we we appreciate that. So uh, thank you so much for involving us there. It's awesome. Sure, thank you. Uh, our random merch of the week. What do you got for us, Sheena? Yeah, so, you know, I'm always on eBay searching for this, that, and the other, and I came across this Andre the Giant official biography from 1985, and it looks like it's, like, in near-mint condition. So I'm just wondering whose, like, grandpa's shelf has this been sitting on for, like, you know, the last 33 years? Wow. Um, you know, yeah, so it's pretty it's pretty cool. So if you are in, you know, into Andre the Giant, then you know it's definitely looks like a piece that you should add to your collection. It's only fifteen ninety five plus free shipping or best offer. Oh, nice! What do you uh, yeah. when when you're just kind of like browsing eBay and it's easy to get down a rabbit hole on eBay? What do you like? Is there a certain search that you use, or you just put in WWE and just let it roll? I mean, it depends on what I'm looking for. Like sometimes I'll just put in like WWE and I'll sort it by like, I, I, sometimes I just like to look and see what like the most expensive, like, you know, um, piece of WWE merchandise is on eBay. So I'll just type in WWE and sort it by price and see. Um, and that's where I come up with some of these like random things that you, you know, that you post. And sometimes things come up, like people put the most like weird tags on things. Like you'll be searching, say you were searching like AOP figures and then an Andre the Giant like biography will show up because somebody tagged it with AOP. Like people put random tags on things and you'll just see like the most weird stuff pop up in your eBay search. They just like tag every single wrestler's name. So, so it comes (laughs) up. Yeah. Yeah. John Cena. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. John Cena's that's probably a pretty, a pretty safe one. You could type John Cena on something and then your, your merch will get seen for sure. Exactly. Um, 
All right, that's uh, our random merch of the week. If you ever see some random, something random as hell on uh, eBay, but definitely shoot us a line, askchickfoley at gmail.com, and uh, we'll uh, give you a little prize or something, you know. Uh, For sure. Retro Wrestling Recommendation of the Week, and uh, this is where we pick a match off of the network, and we have you uh, check it out and watch it. Let us know what you think. And uh, Sheena, go go ahead with yours. So uh, my pick for this week is uh, In Your House. Uh, it was in December 1995. It was uh, Bulldog versus Brett. And it's often like overlooked because they had that epic battle at SummerSlam 92. And people just think of that as like their definitive match. And But this one is this one is a banger. So it was a Pennsylvania like ECW crowd. Brett gets busted open and I'm talking like busted open where he's on all fours and you just see blood pouring out of his face, like crimson mask status. Um, and so he was defending the world title against bulldog and it's just, it's just a banger start to finish. So if, if you don't got nothing to do tonight or, you know, throughout the weekend, definitely check out in your house, uh, from December, 1995. I think I actually might do that because that's, uh, that's a time that I remember fondly. It wasn't the, uh, the best time for wrestling, but before the attitude era started, but there was some really good, you know, Brett carried that, uh, that time right on his back, man. He had some great world title matches. You can always, you know, count on him to, you know, whether he's fighting a Kushi or one, two, three kid or whatever, it was always going to be a, a, a badass match. So, uh, I had something similar in the light of, uh, the passing of dynamite kid. I think it was earlier yesterday. Uh, yeah. I, uh there's a match. If you just search dynamite kid on the network, I, I'm not too familiar with him. I obviously know of him being in the, the British Bulldogs. He was a little bit before my time, but uh, he was kind of the innovator for kind of the high-flying style that we see uh, nowadays from a lot of wrestlers in 205 and, and whatnot. But uh, there's a there's a really good Dynamite Kid versus Bret Hart match where they actually, on the graphic, they spell it B B R E T T Hart. T-T, yeah. yep. So, uh, you know, this was old school. But, uh, you know, I'm sure those guys trained together and grew up together, and uh, I'm sure that was a, uh, a match that was – they had they had done many times, so it's it's definitely worth watching. It's about ten or fifteen minutes, so check that out. Really good match. Yeah, awesome recommendation. Cool. Uh, and we have a listener email giveaway to announce. Yes. Yeah, we have the um, Vicky Guerrero signed eight by ten, and it is going to underscore AJ eight oh one. Thank you so much for entering our giveaway and for supporting the Chick Foley Show always. Um, we will get that sent out. So make sure that you uh, DM us your address and we'll get you taken care of. Nice. Uh, I'm going to follow AJ. He was following me. So I'm going to follow him on Instagram underscore AJ 801. Thank you for supporting the, uh, the show, man. And uh, we will announce our giveaway for next week on Instagram and Twitter in the next day or so. So be on the lookout for that. And, yeah, uh, we actually have, um, for the prize, I want to go ahead and say, it's a custom WCW US Championship, and it fits like any Mattel Elite. Um, and we have a, an awesome follower at Gustador, so it's at G-U-S-T-A-H-D-O-R-E. He's just killing the game in the, the custom title belt uh, division. So if you need one, definitely check out our man at Gustador, and we're going to be giving away um, a WCW US Championship uh, oh, next cool. week. Awesome. Yeah. That is cool. Nice, man. We will give that away next week. Uh, we will get into some of the TLC matches and do our predictions for the card. Uh, we are, I, I promised you a couple weeks ago that we were going to announce the details for our Patreon. 
We will get into that. We've both been super busy with the holidays and stuff, so I apologize. But uh, nothing with the current show is going to change, but we're going to offer people some additional episodes and goodies and stuff like that. Uh, So keep your ears and eyes peeled for that as we post stuff with that. And uh, check us out, askchickfoley at gmail.com. And congratulations on our buddies fully posable on episode 150 man i hope i hope we can get to uh 150 uh at some point we are on episode i think five or six or something right now but uh pretty cool accomplishment for those guys always always fun really cool and as you know since doing this podcast you have a much greater respect for people who like get up there and they like have episode 150 you know i mean it, it is an accomplishment and a lot goes into these shows and like you know doing the the research and stuff for them and those guys are always awesome so uh congratulations jeff and scott and celeste and the whole crew over there they're just um they're killing it we do have a listener mail really quickly oh cool nice yeah, so um, I wanted to get into this. Is from uh, Roz Ryan. He's also at Roz Ryan on Instagram. Um, so he says, "I'd like to hear your thoughts on repeated matches in a certain time frame. So, for example, like Lucha House Party versus the Revival, um, and then members of those teams in singles matches. You know, Seth versus Dolph. You know, and he said those are good matches, but it's just, you know." after a while these good they become good matches and then week after week you put them in a pay-per-view it kind of loses its shine what are your thoughts yeah it's tough i mean when when you have when you have so many hours of television to fill you can only do so much i mean whether whether it's a tag team and you split them up and do a singles match here and there it it does get repetitive when you're seeing aop versus uh, rude and and gable for the 500th time or like last week when we saw rollins and ziggler when if those two ever have say rollins and ziggler have a world title match or another intercontinental match on a pay-per-view like a big a big time show like wrestlemania it's still going to be a great match but is it going to feel as special probably not um, but what's the alternative? Sheena? You're going to go back to having jobbers and, or, or just have yeah. people beat. Yeah. I mean, that's not yeah. fun to watch. Dude, jobbers can be done correctly. You need jobbers. Like you need those people to like, you know, build these guys up. You know what I'm saying? Like you need these guys to like, let these guys get in a good squash match every once in a while, make them look strong. Right. And then you can have shenanigans take place while they're, you know, doing, like while they're wrestling the jobber, you know, it doesn't all have to be one-on-one head-to-head combat every week. Like it can be stuff outside of the ring and, you know, backstage and, you know, distractions and things like that, that, you know, make the stories interesting and, you know, make these, make the heels more menacing, right? Like it's not just constantly a fight and like, you know, this person goes over, then this person goes over, then this person goes over and then, Oh, you know, we gotta, we gotta have a definitive match at the pay-per-view, you know, like I'm all about bringing back some, some jobbers or, you know, just, like just fighting for fighting's sake, right? Like it doesn't always have to be, you know, there doesn't always have to be a reason that these two people are fighting. Like let's just set some fights up for entertainment's sake and then have whoever is involved in the storyline come along and, you know, do something, be a part of it, but not have to be like in-ring competition. Yeah, or be you on know? the com- like, commentator's table or run down the ramp or something or, yeah, interfere. Right. Yeah, there's a way to keep those storylines progressing and moving forward without just having them face off week after week. Because I agree, it does get tiresome. And then when you do finally see them, you know, on the big stage, it kind of feels like, okay, well, here we go again. And these guys are super talented, but I mean, we we know their moveset. You know, we know what's coming a lot of the times. And so, you know, I think just saving those big moments and saving those big moves and those finishers and stuff for those big moments, I think it just make them more special than seeing them every week. In, week in and week out on on raw sorry when you're saying jobbers are you talking about the the 
like the the Bob Johnsons of the world, or are you talking about the Heath Slaters of the world? Are you like a elevated jobber? I think it could be a mix of both. I think there's a place for like the the rhinos and the um you know the Heath Slaters, and then there's a place for like the no namers that like literally are just waiting in the ring for, you know, whoever's coming whoever's coming to fight. You know, yeah, I think there's I, there's a place. I agree. I I could. I mean, it's a three hour show. Why not make half the match? Why not throw Kurt Hawkins out there? Or in Zack Ryder every single week and have them get beat, but have them you know complain about it. Or, or remember when Heath Slater was getting beat by all those legends every single week and you'd talk shit and then someone would come out and beat the shit out of him. Like that was entertaining. That was that was well done. Like you can do something like that with him. Where he... and I think there's a yeah there's a place for those guys and I think it gives them it gives them purpose and it gives them momentum. You know, like Heath Slater was never like an amazing wrestler that you were like, Oh my God, like he's so incredible to watch, but he was entertaining and you loved seeing him on your screen because he was funny and he had, that was his role and that was his place. And I think bringing more of that back would break up the monotony of the every single week, seeing the same, the same like two or three people like go back and forth and, and fight. And guess what? What they're doing right now isn't working. I mean, it, and no one is watching if, if it's your lowest, lowest rated raw and i think two weeks ago was like their lowest rated raw of all time so i mean the ratings are bad so i mean why not do something you know you're saving stuff now that you have the network you know you want people to kind of push to that and and get some extra shekels there so yeah for sure it's definitely interesting interesting question the good 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 job by him yeah, I thought that was I thought that was a great question. It's definitely it's definitely good. Oh, something good for discussion. I think it could be um, you know, I think it could be something going forward in 2019 that maybe they should just try. For sure. Uh the uh the holiday toy drive is still going on for the guys at the Major Wrestling Figure podcast. You can send it to uh, Creative Pro Wrestling and uh I'm going to send a couple. I just found some Kevin Owens Elite figures on amazon for like six bucks i'm gonna send a couple uh, because if you send them in this week you get entered for the uh the pete don elite that they have uh so uh it's well worth it i'll put i'll put um, me and sheena's name on it but uh i think everything has to be there by the 11th of december it's a great cause they're gonna take a big truck full of wrestling figures to some kids that uh don't have a, don't have a christmas and and help out some needy kids so uh check it out you can just go to their instagram or twitter account you know i'm sure You've heard of them and know their website, but uh, you know we're all we're all in this uh, podcast thing together, Sheena. We got to support uh, support our lo- our brethren. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And even if you're not going to do the um, you know major wrestling figure podcast, there's a lot of kids out there that are not going to have an amazing Christmas. So go to your local you know Angel Tree or whatever it is that you have, and you know in your community center or church or whatever you attend, and you know help a, help a family out if you are able to, because you know. Should be able to have a magical Christmas for sure. Well said, Sheena. Thank you for joining me this evening. I had a great time. We'll be back next week. Here we'll uh, talk about TLC. Get more into the holidays. Talk about some Christmas movies. Our favorite, maybe wrestling Christmas moments. And, for sure. Uh, I'm actually taking my son to a, a house show two days after Christmas. Shout out to John Minadakis from Jimmy's Famous Seafood, hooking me up with a couple tickets. And uh, I asked my son who he wants to see the most, and he said. Nakamura, which what's uh kind of threw me back. I was like, really, Nakamura? I mean, from a from a three year old. So uh, you know, hey, good choice. He's got good taste. He already. does. He does. He does. And John C- John Cena is going to do like three shows that week, and that's going to be one of them. So I'm not going to tell him that. I'm just going to let him uh, freak out once John Cena's music hits. So that'll be pretty cool. 
it'll be a Christmas miracle. Exactly. All right. Thank, <laughs> thank you so much. Well, it, uh, best of luck to you and your family over the next uh, shopping days. And uh, yeah, for sure. We'll see you, Marks, back here uh, next week. Take it easy.